Welcome to The Truth CSGO Podcast, episode 119, The Paris Major, part nine, featuring JKM from Apex. Hey guys, this is Electro. Hey guys, I'm Guardian. This is Daps. This is Nico. This is Nifty. This is Chris J. This is Ferry. Code Zero. Flasher. Oh, this is Kerrigan. Are you listening to The Truth? The Truth. The Truth. The Truth. The Truth. The Truth CSGO Podcast. The Truth CSGO Podcast. The Truth CSGO Podcast. And this is Raps, and you're listening to The Truth CSGO Podcast. Now, after fishing around in a bit of a soup there for the right ingredients and with several false starts, Apex seem to have finally found the winning recipe and are sitting at their highest ever rank as of today at number 19. Now, like ninjas in pyjamas against whom they are facing, they are, what should I say, they're fighting for elimination this evening, they're a bit of a hodgepodge roster of nationalities and reputations. Their newest IGL, Kixan, comes from a Macedonian Blue Jays roster a tier three team who regularly lose to other teams like eyeballers. Now to be honest, after some of Apex's lackluster results and rosters the last few years, I've been pleasantly surprised every time this org has recommitted to Counter-Strike, even as other more successful orgs have pulled out. Add to that the fact that they have an academy team which, I don't know, that's been big ball stuff, there's either shrewd business heads running this org or just extremely passionate CS fans. Or it's a combination of both. Now, Apex, like Ents, are a non-partnered team. That is, they are not signatories of the Blast or ESL circuits, and as such, they do not get invited to most of the tournaments. This means they're not getting the practice of these tournaments, but they also don't get the burnout that the bigger teams have, and they have a lot more time to prepare for each competition. And I suspect that is what is contributing to some of these upset successes like we're seeing from Apex and Game of Legion. Now, JKM was someone who perhaps might have disappeared after his original stint in the all-Norwegian LGB. LGB or LBG? <laughs> LGB. I get it mixed up with LGBTQ. Anyway, and uh, after his teammate Rain took him over to the very first, uh, or the second, I should say, iteration of phase, it was quite ill-fated. Um, but uh, the Renegades came calling for him, and with the stability and chemistry of that roster, he slowly became a solid, reliable fragger all the way through 100 Thieves and into Extremum, and one of the stars of the Aussie cause, modest success. Apex are, as I said, playing Ninjas in Pajamas tonight for elimination. Whether they win or not, this major has been a huge success for them. JKM and I talk about fatherhood, fitness, the two phases of his career, and just how much Kuban surprised him as a coach. Mirbostad. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Joachim Mirbostad. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. When Greyhound got out last night, everyone was like, Oh, like, who do you have left to cheer for? And I was like, well, Justin and JKM, obviously, like, you're a part of the scene now. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like you've been adopted somewhat by us? By the Australians? Yeah. I mean, at some point, definitely when I was playing with them. So 2018 till 2021, maybe, I would say, like, you know, a lot of Australian supporters messaging me and taking, like, care of me as a player, just like they took care of the others. Uh, So I definitely felt, you know, a part of... Australian community. Right now it's a little bit different, of course. Like, you feel like you've been forgotten by us? I wouldn't say <laughs> forgotten, but you know, now you guys have the have new boys to share for, you know? That's true, we do, but we've been cheering for those guys for a while anyway, so, you know, you're still a part of, you're in our hearts, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I appreciate that. 
So you, you really kind of came onto our radar occlusion of poker, um, and you weren't with the very first iteration of that roster, the Kingwin part, but you were basically one of the OGs in international mixed teams. And uh, one of the ongoing debates, I guess, back, back in those days was, is it worth the trade-off? You can get the players you want, but they can't speak the same language. Now we've seen that in the legend stage, like basically all the teams to go through are international mixed teams. Did you feel back then that you were part of the future or was it more like just a wild experiment? I mean, when I think back about it, it, it was definitely a little bit different. Now I, like, the English back then was much worse. Uh, like I remember like everyone has just been speaking their own language. Like you can, they can definitely speak English, but you know, speaking English and communicating CS was new for everyone. Now it's much more fluent, you know, people have done it for years, but it, it, I feel like it was always going to go this way. Uh, for, because like for me, if it comes from Norway, we, we will never have enough players to even make a good team. And some of the other countries have had the same issues. Of course, like if you look at Sweden, they always had a lot of, lot of players, but look at them now, they don't even have a Swedish team anymore. Yeah. So it was just doomed to go this way, I feel like. Just because, of the, just because each little region doesn't have enough population to support an ongoing scene? Yeah, people definitely have enough players and enough, you know, talent and all that, but do they have enough people that is willing, you know, to do everything they can to, to make it and sacrifice, maybe sacrifice a little bit above your own performance to let anyone, like, let someone else shine? Like, I don't think, like, in Norway, we definitely don't have it. Like, the scene is not, <laughs> I don't know, the, the, the scene is toxic in a way. It's always been like that. Toxic? Like, like people trying to pull people down from the top? Yeah, like jealousy. Uh, like I remember when I was coming, when I was playing 1.6 and you know, I was always looking up to the best players in Norway. And when I started fighting with them, you know, playing games versus them, they were always just like, this fucking cheater, let's just block him, like right. remove him from the community. So there was never room, you know, for anyone new. Like you were just insta-judged and I, I think in CSGO it's developed a little bit, but it's, we still have the same thing. Like people trash talk each other so much, like instead of like, you know, going all in and willing to do this together. And uh, in 2015, we actually got a full Norwegian team on the major with LGB, but of course, like, we played well, and then Rain was uh, bought out, and I was bought out, like, and then it just fumbled, well, it fell apart. And since then, we never really had it, so... I mean, you, that, was a, that was a matter of money, right? If LGB had had the cash, you guys would have stayed. If you had the opportunities there, you would have stayed, right? Yeah, sure. Back then, it was definitely different. Uh, I remember... I remember LGB days as my first professional team. Like I always said, like you need to be paid to be a professional CS player in one way, and I was paid. And I come from Norway, and I was paid 100 euros a month, like a, yes. a pizza delivery. I heard euros, this so. in your interview with Thorin. It wasn't really enough to yeah, survive. Yeah. But uh, this is what I mean. I went all in, right? I, yeah. I gambled everything and uh, and and trusted that I was good enough to make it, and I'm glad I did. Uh, because like at the time, I had a job that paid me three, four k a month after tax. I, Norway, you get good paid, and I had a good job. So at the time, it was definitely a risk. I remember my parents were not supporting it. Yeah, don't go this way, you know. But I, I took my own choice. And so you actually gave up that job with the hundred euro a month salary. No, no, no. I, I gave up my my good job. For, yeah. For you know, basically a shit pay. Yeah, you rolled the dice. Mm. That's uh, it's a thing that I've done in my career as well. I've I've rolled the dice and. I've just rolled it long enough that I finally got yeah. lucky. I was standing at the table long enough. But there are a lot of people who were rolling the dice when I was who, who didn't stick around at the gambling table. But I think part of that is that I got 
that I was lucky. I had a family that could be supportive when I fell on my knees again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is a couple of factors. Of course, there is luck involved as well. You need to have some luck. You need to have good contacts. But you also need to like work your ass off. Like, you can't get away like not working. Uh, I, I do remember those days when we were trying, you know, to to be this professional team. But we still had jobs. We still had schools. We we were basically going to to work, and as soon as the work was finished, we just met up and we played until we went to bed. Like, and even like two, three in the morning, going to work at eight. Like, it was nonstop. And I don't think. I don't think the players have the same passion these days, like especially the, the up-and-coming ones. You know, they prefer to, to drop out of school, to not work, to sit home, and hopefully good enough. Like, I just don't think, in Norway at least, we don't have the passion. Yeah, right. It's funny though, when you, you say a lot of hard work is involved, when, you f- like when I fell to my knees, I kept working, and then people see that you're working regardless of the fact that you haven't had any success, and then they want to support you. So it's almost like you also attract that support, you know, at the same course, time. I mean, it was, like my career is like, for me at least, it's it's a good example of the same thing. Like, I, I yes, I, I started LGB, then I was in G two, then Face, and in G two it was high, like, like it, uh, everyone was like, oh, this is a new player, this was gonna be, you know, I'm gonna come through and break through to the scene and all this stuff, and then Face was kind of like downfall for me, but then when I came back to Renegades a few years after, like, it kind of started a new career. It almost feels like I've had two careers. Yeah. You know, like one where I was inexperienced and didn't realize what it took, and when, where I, when I was growing up and I played in Renegades, and it was the best part of my life, honestly, so, yeah. Why did you, why did you leave for that first stint at Apex and then, and then come back? I've, I've spoken a lot about it. It's, it was definitely, I think, when we were in LA in 100 Thieves, uh, we wanted to stay together. Uh, Thieves offered us to stay in LA during COVID and just play the, the NA stuff, but we wanted bigger things. Like we were always playing the big tournaments. So we decided that we want to move to Europe and Thieves will wouldn't let us go to Europe. They was either like sell us or stay Why in that. I don't know, they have this thing in, in uh, Thieves that everyone should be in LA. Mm-hmm. It's very like important for them. LA sucks, bro. <laughs> I mean, during COVID it definitely sucked. Uh, yeah, even out of COVID, it's a sh- it's a shithole. I mean, for us, like for me, that it's the used to the cold. I, I enjoy the weather. Right. Mm. Yeah. Well, I definitely miss that here. Yeah. But I mean, my first into Apex. So when I came back, you know, from Hundred Thieves to Apex, uh, I was thinking, you know, go back to Norway. I've been out of the country for so many years. Maybe let's build something original. I came back, and it wasn't really how I expected it to be. Uh, maybe I rushed into that decision a bit too fast. And then when the Extremum guys, which is my former teammates, you know, from Australia, wanted me to come back, then I was kind of pushing for it, and it was not a good, it wasn't a good way from me, and it was not pretty. It was bad blood between me and Apex then. But then, uh, I, good thing for me, I performed in, in uh, Extremum, probably the only one that really performed, and, uh, and then Apex wanted me back, uh, which I'm really happy for, and I feel like, you know, I owe them something, so. So your relationship was still good enough that, that, that they wanted to... Yeah, I mean, it was bad blood when I left, but when time went past, you know, we, we like I said sorry, they forgave me and we, we tried again. Did you have a beer together or something? No, 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 no I mean, maybe. I, I don't remember how it exactly went, but, you know, we are grown-ups, so yeah. you, you, you can speak it out and, you know, yeah, yeah. move forward. Um, I didn't realize you were a dad. There's actually more dads on the circuit than I realized. Yeah, yeah. 
So um, you have to go to people's Instagrams to go, oh, wait a second, Mark. <laughs> so are you, are you a dad more than once? No, I only have one kid. Okay. Uh, but my girlfriend has uh, two from before. That's, right. that's how it is. But uh, yeah, I have, my, I have a, uh, a son, one, almost one and a half year now, one year and four or five months. So, I mean, he is the second part of my life. Yeah, fuck yeah. So I was speaking to a big Uzera um, about, um, you know, I'm at the stage where my girlfriend wants to have kids. Um, my friends all have kids. <laughs> and I'm trying to work out like how, how much time I will lose. But also some of my friends say you kind of work harder in a way and smarter because you don't have as much time, but you now have to be responsible for someone else's life and basically whether they get fed or not. Do you find that it gives you extra motivation? I, I don't feel it like gave me any extra motivation in a way, like not in CS, but it definitely um, erased my life quality, I would say. Uh, I enjoy... <laughs> erased your life quality? Like, like it erased, yeah, like, you know. Oh, erased, erased it, right. yes. I thought you said erased. No, no, erased, erased <laughs> for sure. Uh, there's definitely been a couple of tough moments, you know, like when it comes to, you know, because my girlfriend, she is working her ass off to make it work so I can do my job. Uh, and, you know, I, I stand for the working and she does, you know, she takes care of the kids. And in, it, it's like the old school way, but it works for us. Like, yeah. and, and of course, like the opportunity of playing CS for a living is something you shouldn't just throw away. Uh, but yeah, the time I spend with him is, you know, it's... I never thought I would really love someone the way I love my own son, of course. And it's just been nothing but great. And, uh, but I'm, I will not have, have one more because it's a lot of work. And the sleep is definitely a little bit of challenging sometimes. Actually, Bigger Zero said that he gets up early now, which is a good thing because as a gamer, he used to get up at like 1 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have never had a thing where I go up one, like 1, 2 p.m. So it doesn't really change that much. Uh, but it's more like... I, back in the day, I could be like, fuck this, I'm just going to go out for a night, I'm just going to do this, I'm like, I have my own life. If me and my girlfriend is fighting, fuck that shit, I will just deal with it later, you know, like. But now there's a kid involved, like, we don't, we don't fight that much anymore, like, everything is just much better. Because there's someone more important than yourself always. Right. And you have a mutual goal. Hmm. It's like it takes your ego out of the equation a bit, right? For sure, for sure. And now, now I take care of more stuff, like, back when I was making, like, always been making good money in CS, of course, but I, the, only peop, the only person I had to take care of was myself. And now I think about him as well, you know, like, now I don't want to just throw the money away. So you're not buying the Gucci slides like the 19-year-olds? The and the I mean, I've been there. I remember, <laughs> I remember uh, like, I am Sydney's, we were, you know, we were yeah, robbing those Gucci stores for sure. Like, I have right. so much Gucci shit and I haven't used it legit for, like, Two, three years. It's just like laying around. Uh -huh. I don't give a shit. Because it's just fucking material. Yeah, it's so bad. And I, if I could go back, I would never buy it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have one thing in Gucci. I actually have a Gucci wallet on me. Uh -huh. um, right you know, now? Yeah. All right. So, All right. I need yeah. to swing it about. Mm -hmm. So what, what, what is it that makes like young teenage boys into that shit? I don't get that. Like, comparing sneakers and watches and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It's not me. I, I don't really know. I, I just remember like everyone was wearing it. I was like, fuck, it's cool. Like, I will just buy it as well. But never went crazy. I see some players like haven't achieved anything but they're wearing watches for like two, three hundred K. I'm like, what the right. fuck? Like, what's the point? Yeah. I mean, I am not the smartest with money, never been. Uh, so I wish I could go back and, you know, do smarter things. But 
I'm glad I don't, you know, flash something that. Like, I, if if you want everything, then I don't, then I don't understand you would flash it. When I when I see, you know, the greatest in the game and want everything is driving Porsches and shit, then I understand. Like, yeah. fair, fair enough. Yeah. But you know, if you have had one good year of Pro CS and you're already rolling Porsches, Gucci's, like Rolex, it doesn't. For me, I don't. I, seems a little bit uh, over the top. Yeah. Who are we talking about? No, here? I will not say names. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what else have I got here? Oh, yeah. One thing that I love about watching you guys is seeing Kuban again. Because, you know, I grew up watching him yeah, behind yeah. the VP guys. What does he bring to you guys? Does he bring that sort of big game mentality? I wouldn't... He's, he's not the type of, uh, you know, hype or scream or... But he's very calm. He, he knows what it takes. He's been there so many times before. And he's always, you know, making sure that we are ready. And uh, he's doing a really good job. Like, I was a little bit skeptical when I first started working with him. But he, like, he proved me wrong, like, instantly, like... Because of what happened with Mad Lions? No, more, no, no, I, I, more like, you know, uh, we old dogs... People think that old dogs is not, you know, willing to change. Oh, we, right. We'll just do the old way. Right. People think the same about me, but... Like, you know, I will just do my old things, like... But where I feel like he's very open, he listens to everyone, like he's open for new like stuff and he, and he brings new stuff as well. Like he's not, I don't think he's brought anything from VP, you know, that was in the past. It was different days. Like. Right. So he doesn't go, look, here's a spot that Biali used to have. You'd be really good. <laughs> no, he's not like that at all. He's very like new and, and uh, yeah, I enjoy working with him a lot. It's, I'm only just getting some real success myself in my own career. But what I'm realizing is that the moment you get that, everything you learn to get there, it lasts only a few months. Sure. And then you have to completely reinvent yourself again mm -hmm. to stay there. And I mean, you've been a relevant player now for several years. Is that your experience of Counter-Strike? 100%. Like, uh, I, I remember when, when things are going really well, you tend to just do the same thing next tournament. But people see it, people watch you, you know, like people learn how to counter like what you're doing. And you always have to like look for something new. And I don't think like looking at other games is always going to bring you something new. You need to actually go to the server and figure out shit yourself. But it's always like this, especially now, like remember back in the day, there was no programs that could help you. Now we have so many programs that helps us. Like I can bring up like any map of any player and I can see where he stands. Oh my God, it's like so red behind the pillar, you know, because he plays there like 24-7. Like we know all this shit, you know. And uh, yeah, all the teams are using these programs for sure. Right. Like heat, heat maps, heat, basically. Like heat maps is just one thing, but we have like, you can see like when the AWP is there, the four unders are there, and then you check like the other, like if you like watch the, the, the rounds where the AWP is like, let's say backpat on Anubis, yeah. then you see where the other fours are standing. They're usually standing in the same positions. Always. Right. So it's right. like it, always a tell, you know. And, but, but some teams are very like deep in the anti-strat. We are not that deep, but you know, this is what I mean. Like you always need to like try to surprise them and it's hard sometimes. There's, a, there's research that suggests that um, elite athletes get to the elite part by trying to beat other teams, but super elite athletes, like the 1%, get to super elite by trying to beat themselves. Yeah. So they've got, that, I guess that's what, mean, what it means by um, yeah, playing sure. your own game. Yeah, sure. Like, I, I mean, I, I am not, you know, the 1% for sure. I, I don't know how, like, no, but I don't know, like, how, you know, the, the greatest in the game is working. I don't know. Right. Uh, are, are they just being told, like, go on the server and do whatever the fuck you want? Or, yeah. like, 
I don't know. I, that was not my experience, at least. Yeah. You know, usually, like, you need all five, and they're also told what to do in a way. But I'm sure that if Simple says what he wants to do around, no one is, like, saying, no, 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 no. So, I don't know. It, it's hard. Like, it's hard. The, the game has evolved so much the last few years. Like, when, yeah. when we were, like, playing back in the day, we were basically meeting up to tournament to tournament. And if we were informed, we were just going to go deep. Like, that's yeah. it. Dude, I, I watch I watch tournaments from like two years ago, and I'm like, it's so basic. Yeah, it's so bad. Like it's so, this this looks like a 2015 thing, yeah. and then you go back to 2015, and you're like, oh my god, this yeah. is like terrible. Actually, funny because the other day, like, I sometimes I like to, you know, if I sit together with Cuban, we like to like watch some old stuff, you know, yeah. just for good memories. Yeah, we yeah. played versus each other in Cluj, like yeah. this type of things, and we troll a bit about it. Yeah. And I was watching, uh, you know, you guys beat them in Cluj. We did, we did. I, I always bring it up. You know. <laughs> He knows, he knows. And, uh, it's very unexpected as a yeah. viewer. And uh, yeah, like when I look at 2015, like how easy it was to be good in a way. Mm. Like the stuff that you did in 2015 that was working, if you tried today, you would just be insta shut down, like no chance. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the level of competition is so fucking higher at the moment. Like it's. Well, that brings me to a question. Um, well, two questions actually. How professionally are you guys outside the server? Are you exercising together? Do you have a dietitian? You know. Are you doing Tai Chi <laughs> between maps? It's pretty professional when we're at the boot camps. Uh, at home, like, I have never, sadly for me, honestly, like, I wish I was better at, you know, taking care of health, taking care of, like, because when I was young, like, when I, until I was, like, 20, I always did it. Always exercise every, like, fucking day. Eat healthy. Now it's, like, different. But I wish I could change it, but it feels like... it. it the few times I have tried, it feels like it eats up my energy. Yeah. So I just have to like go with how I am and try step by step to become better. And then when my career is over, I will fucking fix this shit. But dude, I hear. Yeah, like it's it's hard. Like I wish it was as easy as just like today I'm eating banana, no fucking candy. I'm drinking water. That's it. Yeah, but then you fall asleep at three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> but I have no energy. I'm just like oh, that's exactly. Fuck's sake. And then I need a Snickers, and then I need a Pepsi Max, and then I'm good to go. Like it feels like. How, it, how old are you? Twenty nine. Okay, I'm 39, bro. It gets harder. Trust me, it doesn't get any easier. That that is the problem. It yeah. gets harder as well. Like, I don't know. I've heard some rumors about some good surgery in Turkey. <laughs> My girlfriend is telling me no, but I've heard that you get skinny overnight. Maybe I, maybe I go for after the career. Maybe I go for one tricky trip. Yeah, you just need an ESL Istanbul, and then just a little side trip on the media day. Legit. Wow. No, I hear you because because you you get busier and busier, and you know you got a kid now, and it's like if I work out in the morning, I'm just fucked for the rest of the day. And like, how long will it take me to of this routine yeah. actually get okay with it? Like maybe a month, and then like that's I can't afford that. Yeah, I, I mean, when everyone is saying like if you work out in the morning, you have so much energy. I've tried it a couple no. of times. I'm dead at fucking yeah. nine. <laughs> like legit, like one hour hour after I like when is this day ending? Yeah, 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 like, totally. But, uh, but I, I mean, you get uh, used to that. It just takes a long time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe player. Maybe fuck. I need, I need to commit in the player break. You know. Yeah. This is the time. But this player break is also screwed because this player break you have to grind a new game. So you know, if you want to be right. good enough to change game, you need to play. So. You're gonna have a longer player break this time. I'm not sure. I like this. This year is a little bit, you know, awkward in a way. We don't know. Like I don't. I feel like when we're done with the major. I know there's a couple of big tournaments. I am Dallas and shit coming up, but. What do the rest do? Like, what do we do? Are we just waiting for CS to be dropped? Like, you're you are pumping heavy iron, bro. <laughs> you're gonna do a cold zero transformation. But 
I don't know if this is good to say, but his performance dropped when he did. So yeah, he never became like he 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 crossfitted his way out. Now of Nico the is relevance. back, but I think also Nico dropped a little bit when uh, when he went skinny. Now he's back in good form though. But you know, you know, you go out of your uh, what is it called? I I don't know what the word is, but prime. Yeah, I guess. But uh, one day, one day the gym and the, you know, the health will be prior number one. I think we have a, a level of understanding still of CS where everybody's a little bit um, sceptical, is the word? Or is that, um, what's the word when you like believe in um, ghosts? <laughs> everybody's a little bit like, I don't want to touch that in case it ruins things. You know, I don't want to touch oh, my yeah, mouse yeah. pad. Superstitious? Superstitious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. I don't want to lose some weight in case I don't want to do heavy weights in no, case. No, you know. I, I for sure want to lose weight, but I don't want to fuck up my life. Like, yeah. not fuck up my life, but you know, I don't want to meet up to practice feeling dead. I don't want to, you know, and then I feel like there is not. I mean, it would be light to say there is no time. There is always time, uh, but there is priorities. Yeah. That is yeah, the yeah, problem yeah. here. This has been delightful. Yeah, I appreciate this interview as well.